Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. We're online at insightfolios.com. Listen to past shows, ask questions, learn more about the simplicity planning process. Lots that you can get into there on insightfolios.com. Kevin is the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement, and he has about three decades of experience helping families get to and all the way through retirement. Kevin, great to be with you once again this week. Did you have a good uh, shortened week after the Memorial Day holiday? I did. It was fun. You know, we traveled around, we seen lots of things and had a good time and rested up a little bit. How about you? You didn't get too much of a, a ribbing from your Ohio State fans that were in the attendance with well, you, did you? Well, I was way outnumbered. There was like at least 12 of them and only one of me. So, But I, I, I gave it back as good as I took it. Let's you put held, it that you way. Were, you held your ground. I, I held my ground, yes. You were like, yeah. uh, you were like the Spartans, right? <laughs> 300 against many and you survived. That's right. I felt like I was a Gerard Butler, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> There you go. Uh, We had had a good weekend. Um, Connie, unfortunately, had to work all through the weekend at the hospital. So I took the three days to, uh, you know, I built a fence around the pool equipment uh, the previous weekend. And it actually turned out really nice without, like, losing any fingers or, you know, anything really going wrong at all. Um, And it looks real sharp. Uh, Other than I messed the stain up. It was the first time I've ever actually used stain, believe it or not. I guess that's not the case. I used, um, like, a a full, what, what did he call it, a full... Not full bodied, but um, stain that it's not like it actually. It's more like paint stain. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, yep, yep. You're rolling on type thing. Not not transparent. Whatever the opposite yep. word of that is. Um, yep. So where you just get, roll it on, it's like paint. I guess I've painted a deck like that before with a stain. This is my first like transparent or semi transparent stain, and uh, I cut a corner, I guess, and it messed the whole project up. So I was like, oh, for the tough nooks and crannies, I can get this spray paint. And even though they were listed as the exact same color and they're from the exact same manufacturer and everything, the spray paint color came out totally different (laughs) than the bucket color. Uh, So it looks a little janky on the stain. But the fence itself was well constructed, so I was very proud of how all of that turned out. Now, the big question is, did you notice it first or did Connie? Uh, No, I noticed it right away. I actually noticed it right away, and I should have stopped because I tested it, and I was like, wow, that looks a lot more red than the rest of it. And I said, well, it'll probably just dry the same, though, once it's done. Like, it'll, it'll, it'll lessen, but it did not. <laughs> it, it looks like I used two totally different colors, basically. So I'll have to probably redo the, uh, the paint job or the stain job on the fence. But that's okay. It's well, a small fence. It's just encapsulating the, uh, the pool equipment. So it's not like I did a you know, 500-yard fence or something like that I've got to go redo. Well, I'm thinking, you know, with your, you know, your battles with water, you should have put some kind of bumpers around around the pool too. So that's right. That may be the next project. <laughs> put the bumpers up. So yeah. But no, it was great. I uh, I listened to two audiobooks while uh, while building that fence and constructing it and working on the yard this past weekend. So 
Yeah, it was great. I just really enjoyed listening to the audiobooks and um, getting work done. Felt like I was getting smarter while while also you know doing physical labor. It was just kind of feels good to do that every once in a while, you know. It it does. I listen to a lot of audiobooks and it does. Riding bikes or working out or whatever you're doing. So yep. Yep, exactly. So in any event, hope everybody else had a great holiday weekend. And uh, we are ready and roaring as we are now into June. If you can believe that, Kevin, here in 2021, we're going to be through the halfway point of the year here within a month now. And uh, that's already kind of hard to imagine. I know we say that a lot, that the time flies by, but amazing that we've made it this far. Uh, We've got a great show on the way today. We're going to dive into a couple of important things like uh, what do those statements really tell you about your financial plans? When you look at your statements, do you just kind of gloss over when you kind of read some of these buzzwords or headlines? When you get to the fees section, do you really know what you're looking at and what cost basis and income projection and those kinds of things are all about? We're going to try and bring some clarity to that. Might get into some 401k mistakes that people make on today's show maybe a little tax talk, and trying to answer some of your questions. We'll get to as much as we can on the episode today. But we'll start it off with a little segment we call Did You See This? Bringing you some of the weirder news stories from across the country that may have a financial connection sometimes, may not. Uh, This one, Kevin, did you see this? A bus driver in Kansas City found a makeup bag that somebody left behind on her bus and was about to throw it away before noticing that it was full of several hundred dollars of cash. An emergency medical contact card inside helped her locate the owner. The owner was a 76-year-old who uses the makeup bag as her wallet and says the cash was intended to be a mortgage payment. And that person, you know, returned it to that lady so she could pay her mortgage. How about that? That's a great story, isn't it? We often have bad news and (laughs) and the weird news in this part of the show or something we've got to be critical of, but we've got some positivity to start the month of June. And I think we need to keep doing that going forward because we hear, like you said, all the bad news makes all the headlines, if it bleeds, it leads. But let's go back to the Paul Harvey days and let's bring out some good news. And, you know, because this were the United States that we live in, we're lucky. Let's let's face it. And, you know, we, we should be um, grateful that we're living here. And there's a lot of good things going on, a lot more good things going on than, than negative things. And I think we got to concentrate on that going forward. Somebody get that woman a regular old wallet, though, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> because it was almost a mistake. And, you know, she's carrying her cash to pay her mortgage. And, I, you know, I don't, that's kind of probably a bigger mortgage payment. So maybe, you know, a checkbook might be a better idea. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Let's uh, let's use this as a learning opportunity, right, to uh, yes. be a, keep those mortgage payments a little bit more in a secure place and not on the I left it on the bus by accident, um, you know, kind of routine. So. But in any event, we focus on the positive here, and that's the return of that money. Would have been very easy for that lady to just keep that bag, but she did not. She did the right thing. Yeah, which most people would do. I think so. I think most most people people will do the right thing. I think you're right. Uh, We're led to believe, I think, often that people would not do the right thing, but most certainly would. Yes. Um, Very cool. Well, there you go. Some good news to start off your day. All right. Let's say I go to the uh, – I'll I'll do it in the style of the 76-year-old woman who carries her money around in a makeup bag – And uh, I'm not going online to check my statement here, Kevin. I'm going to go check my statements in the old mailbox, the old-fashioned way, as I get uh, something from Fidelity or some company like that that I may have an account with. And, uh, you know, every month or quarter these come through. I look at it. But most of the time, I kind of stick it on the top of my desk and intend to look at it. Months may go by before I actually open it and look at it. Sometimes even once I look at it, I just sort of... I don't know, see a couple of numbers, go, hmm, okay, we'll see how it looks on the next month. Does that sound like a, a similar experience to maybe a lot of your clients and a lot of people that you know? It does. I hear that all the time. They'll bring their statements in and they'll say, you know, I've seen this, 
whatever it is on their statement. But, you know, I just kind of throw it off at the top of my desk and mm-hmm. figure I'd worry about it later. That happens quite often. So in my spirit of bettering myself as I listen to audiobooks while I do projects around the house, I want to get better. All right. I want to learn a little something so that next time I go to look at one of those statements, I know what I'm looking at and I can make some heads and tails out of it. So let's talk about some of the things that we commonly find in statements and what they really mean. Put them in context so that we can be a little bit smarter and understand better what it all looks like when we get those statements in the future. Uh, I've seen on some of these things income projection. What What is this telling me about the income projection when I see that on some of those statements? Well, you, like you said, you get a statement and it'll, it'll say, you know, projected income at a certain age. And there's a lot of assumptions that this is based on. So if you have one of your 401k statements and you're looking at it and you say, oh, Jesus, saying I can get $3,500 a month, uh, but how do I know whether I can or not? How do I know if I run out of money or how does this all work? Well, let me go through the assumptions that they're going to, that they use to calculate this. They're going to say you're going to live to a certain age and, you know, some may be, let's say 85, some may be 90. It's all different. They're going to use some sort of hypothetical return meaning that they're going to assume that you're going to average 6 or 7 or 8% every year throughout the, that projection. And most of them say we're going to draw down a certain percentage every year, the 03 or 4% rule. We're going to draw down 4%, 4% of whatever your account builds to. And if we do that, it should last you know, X amount of years. And, the, and then finally, they're going to run it through some sort of simulation, like a Monte Carlo simulation. And the Monte Carlo simulation says, based on this model, they'll run it through maybe like 10,000 different scenarios uh, in the past. And they'll say, based on this, you've got an 80% chance that you won't run out of money or a 90% chance or a 60% chance. And I don't think that's necessarily a good, you know, a good uh, scenario to run by. I like to take a different approach. Rather than assuming all of these things. You're saying there's a big accuracy question here with all of those kind of assumptions going on. There is, because there's a lot of assumptions. So I think rather than assume, let's solve for what you need. Let's let's figure out the bottom, you know, numbers. What is it do you need? You know, what interest rate do you need going forward to earn on your investments with your withdrawals and on your Social Security and all those other types of things so you don't run out of money? Let's stop assuming and let's start solving. I think that's a much better plan. That's a great point. So income projection uh, is something that, okay, we want to know what's going on, Kevin, but you're actually saying don't put too much stock in that income projection that you see listed on those statements. Don't let that number bother you or guide you too heavily. No, because I think they're, you know, they're, they're on the, you know, what, which, how should I say, in the, on the side of optimism rather than, you know, they're just saying okay. we're going to average six, we're going to average eight. You're not re- live to not reality. We're not no, we're, no. We're looking at reality. Okay. Everybody's, everybody's different. So. Okay. Very good. Yep. All right. Uh, I scroll a little bit further down that uh, statement and I see asset allocation summary. I like a nice pie chart as much as the next guy, but uh, I don't think most people really understand what they're looking at when they start hearing words like asset and asset allocation and mix and those kinds of things. Right. Well, the charts sure are pretty, aren't they? All the different colors. Like I said, who doesn't like a pie chart? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, some of the pie charts or a lot of the pie charts are going to show maybe you have 60% stocks, 40% bonds. They'll have, you know, this pie chart in there and they'll have lines in there saying, you know, you own X and Z and Y. But what most don't show you is what is called stock overlap. And what is that? So let's say that you're 60% stocks, 40% bonds, and 60% or 40% of that 60% of the stocks are in large companies, which means you're going to own duplicates of, say, you know, General Motors, uh, you know, um, MasterCard, Visa, or whatever it is, whatever companies out there. You're going to own 
duplicates maybe two or three times, four times. If you own different mutual funds and they all own large cap value stocks, you're going to have a lot of duplication going or a lot of duplication going on there. And what that means is you're not nearly diversified as you may think. And diversification is the key to going into retirement. You have to be as diversified as you think. So if you think because you own 10 or 12 different mutual funds and this pie chart showing you all this, all these cool things. And in reality, you're owning a lot of the same stocks over and over and over. That may be a big detriment to your retirement going into it. So sit down, look at those pie charts, pull them apart a little bit better and just see how much overlap's going on there. See if things are being rebalanced because that's a critical part too. And make sure that you're as diversified as you can going in, into retirement. And that's a key going forward. All right. Fees. We know what that word means, Kevin. So that's not the mystery here. But um, are, is that telling the whole story? Because a lot of the trend, at least, seems to be that we're not getting the whole story when we look at these statements. So what about the fees section? Well, that's you're not getting the whole story at all there, especially when it comes to mutual funds. So let's say you get your 401k statement and then you'll see fees on there. It'll say 0.55, 1.5, whatever it is. That is the expense ratio in most cases. And that's typically the only fee you're going to see associated with that mutual fund. But there's lots of other fees that are not listed on that statement. So let me give you a couple, Walter, here. Transitions cost. There was a study done, and it said the average U.S. stock mutual fund, average cost for that transition cost is 1.44% per year. And those costs can be difficult to determine and are not found in most prospectuses. So in other words, when you buy a mutual fund, you're going to get a prospectus that's supposed to include all this stuff, and a lot of them aren't in there. And it's not an included. That transition cost is an additional cost on top of your expense ratio. There's another cost called tax costs. Many investors pay far more share in taxes, and we're all about taxes here. How do you lessen them when you own mutual funds? It's a much bigger problem when you own a mutual fund outside your tax uh, deferred accounts like your IRAs, your 401ks, 457. So let me give you an example. You're an investor and you buy into a mutual fund that's holding stocks and they have appreciated uh, prior to you purchasing the mutual fund. So let's say you get in on uh, July 1st and the mutual funds made a run up from June 1st to July 1st. So you run the risk of paying uh, capital gains tax on these stocks, even though you didn't benefit from it. But because the stocks ran up from January to July, you're, you're, you may be liable for that. So essentially, even if the investor did not benefit from the stock gains, this investor is going to share proportionately in taxes due in the sale of these appreciated stocks when the mutual fund manager makes the change. So ultimately, you can end up paying taxes on investments of other um, investors profited from. That's a big one that most people over overlook. And when they come in the office, they'll say, why did I pay capital gains? I really didn't make much. And then we go into that, that, uh, that conversation. Another one's cash drag. You know, cash drag, what is that? It's frequent, you know, it's another cost of owning a mutual fund. Cash is frequently held by mutual fund managers to maintain liquidity. So in other words, if you, you know, if you have $100,000, you invest into a mutual fund, all $100,000 doesn't go in that mutual fund. There's some sitting in cash. What does that do? Well, it's going to stifle the performance of your mutual fund. So if the stocks increase in value greater than the cash held, the average cost from that cost drag on large cap stock uh, mutual funds over a 10-year time frame was 0.83%, almost 1%. So that's huge going down the road. So the total cost for a non-taxable account when you add all those fees in on top of the expense ratio is 3.17% and for a taxable account is 4.17%. So when you look at your statement and you see those fees and it says 0.55, it's not the whole truth. There's other fees listed that are not listed in prospectus and it's very hard to find. 
Well, there you go. Fees, uh, definitely a big topic of conversation whenever you meet with Kevin to go over your financial plan. Such an important part of any financial planning conversation, that's for sure. All right, then we have the cost basis often listed next to lots of investments, Kevin. What does that term mean, though, for those who may not know? And why is it important for somebody to understand when they see that on the statement? Well, the cost basis is very important when you have a non-tax deferred account, meaning not an IRA, 401k, those types of things. So the cost basis is the initial amount that you put in there along with additional deposits. So let's say you have an account that's worth 100000 your cost basis is worth seventy. well, you're going to owe taxes on 30000 the difference. So the cost basis is very important to know um, going forward, especially when you do your tax basis. What, how, do, how do we plan with that? So we just had a gentleman come in, and he had a 30-some thousand dollar up and above his cost basis, but he wants to liquidate that account. And I'm like, well, let's take a look at this for a minute because maybe there's a smarter way to liquidate it and get it over, but let's not, let's not rush into it because if we do this right away, you're going to owe taxes on 30-some thousand dollars. And he didn't realize that. So we're putting a plan together maybe, that, maybe to do that over a year or two to kind of lessen that because of his income tax brackets at a certain point. So when you're looking at your cost basis and you're deciding whether another investment makes sense, you always have to take that in consideration uh, before going forward because it's what you keep that counts. It's not necessarily how much you make. Mm, I can say that again. That is for sure uh, something that we often will uh, trumpet here on the show. All right, last but not least, the part that everybody skips when they look at their statements, the disclosures and the fine print. <laughs> what are some of the things that might appear in those sections that the average person is likely to ignore because it's simply in the fine print? Nobody ever reads the fine print. Nobody does. The devil in the details. Except the lawyers. All, except, yeah, the lawyers. except the lawyers. They all know what that is, right? So the devil in the details, we all, we've all heard that uh, story. We know that that's where most problems come from. So some of the things are the fees. We just talked about all the, all the fees that are hidden in a lot of those stuff. MVA, which stands for market value adjustment. So annuities are going to have MVA, meaning if interest rates grow up or down, your surrender charge is going to be bigger. Surrender charge is another one, meaning that if you, you own certain investments, if you get out early, you're going to pay a fee. Turnover costs is a big one. Turnover costs is this. If you own a mutual fund, you particularly want to look at turnover costs of a manager. And what that is, is how many times does he flip or buy or sell all the stocks in his portfolio or her portfolio? So let's say that the turnover ratio is 100%. So what this means is that, that mutual fund manager is buying and selling all of those stocks at least one time per year. Now, I've seen them as high as two or 300%. Transition cost is another one. Tax cost share class fee schedules. There's a lot, a lot of fine print stuff going on there. And as you said, Walter, most people don't pay attention to that. And that's what we do here. We like to look into the details. We like to look into the fine print. We like to save our clients as much money as possible. We like to lessen the fees. We like to go over all the charges. We like to make smart financial decisions going forward. And if that's you and you're looking for a place to come and say, I'm not really sure what's going on. Am I, do I have high turnover costs? What are my surrender charges? How's the MVA affecting me? That's what we do day in and day out here. That's what uh, I, I truly love doing. I, I love sitting down with clients. I love sitting down, helping them and serving them and preparing them for retirement. And then once we get to retirement, it's a lot more fun to get them through retirement. So if that's you and you're sitting on the sidelines and you're saying, I think I'm ready to get involved, give us a call. It's pretty easy. Walter, give you the details. All you have to do is dial 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Your opportunity to get a financial review of your situation, ask some questions that might be on your mind about financial and retirement planning, but basically get help on all this stuff, not just reviewing your statements, but actually putting together a full comprehensive financial plan in place. 
Reviewing where you currently stand is just part of the process, but you really need a plan that's going to get you all the way to and through retirement. So for that complimentary review, if you just want to ask a few simple questions, either way, give a call and do it while you're thinking about it. 888-885-PLAN. Often people procrastinate too long until they make irreversible mistakes, and we don't want that to be you. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Come in, have a good time. If you like fishing, you can talk a little fish with Kevin. Actually, you would talk probably a lot of fishing with Kevin. You talk a lot of fish, you come in here. Because I want to know where your favorite spot is. A a little fishing talk was definitely way off the mark um, (laughs) if if you are into fishing. But uh, Kevin likes other things, too. You can talk cookies or uh, what what else can uh, do you usually spark up conversation with people in the office when they come in, Kevin, for the the non-fishers out there? Of course, the hunting. The hunting. The traveling. The traveling. traveling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. All those things we like to do. So, yep, there you go. So give a call, 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Or go online to insightfolios.com. You left out food. You can talk food with Kevin any day of the week. That's for sure. You can. Share, share some good recipes if you got them. I have I have Doug's recipe, rib recipe on my computer. So if you come in you want it, I'll give it to you. Doug, give me permission. There you go. <laughs> the Doug's rib recipe? Yeah, and it's, it's okay. really, very, very, very good. Uh, are we talking dry rub or sauce? D- dry rub. Dry rub, okay. That, and oh, sauce. He's got both, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Best of both worlds, then. Fantastic. Yep. Well, there you go. Uh, go. Come on in. You can get that recipe. There you go. That's a little extra incentive for you on the show today. Again, complimentary financial review. Just give a call. 888-885-PLAN. More coming up on today's show. Hope everybody's having a great weekend. More to get to. Stay with us here on Simply Financial. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Glad you're with us today on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios. Hope you're enjoying the program today. I'm off to a great start on your weekend. Uh, if you have any questions for Kevin as we go through the show, I invite you to check us out on insightfolios.com. Click on the listen button to ask questions and listen to past episodes of the show. That's insightfolios.com. You can learn more about Kevin and the team and the planning process all there. If you have any questions and you want to get directly in touch with Kevin, you can do that at 888 888- 885-PLAN. Again, call 888-885-7526. Well, Kevin, since we were talking about on uh, looking at your statements and trying to figure those out on today's show, you know, a lot of those statements are probably coming from people's 401ks or similar plan, 403bs and the like. Um, so if you have any of those kinds of plans, listen up to this next couple of minutes, because I think that, you know, saving in these plans in your 401k or again, we can view that as all-encompassing, right? If it's a 403B or a similar type of account, we may just say 401K yep. from here on out, but don't tune out if you've got a 403B or something. All these same kind of principles apply. But in any of these kinds of plans, Kevin, it's easy and painless to build your retirement savings that way. But because it's so easy and painless, it can also get ignored for long periods of time, which can often lead to certain mistakes. And so we've assembled some of the top mistakes that we see people make when it comes to their 401Ks. And uh, we want to kind of outlay them for you on the show today. And Kevin, why are these mistakes getting made is what I'm hoping you can answer for us and how we can avoid them in the first place. Um, So let's dive into that. First of all, leaving money invested in a former employer's 401k plan instead of rolling it over into your own IRA. Why is that such a big deal? Well, imagine this, Walter. You have a I don't. It, let's pick a brand of a car in a model of a car. Okay, let's go. And you, we, we we got an Acura this year, so let's go Acura. Let's go Acura, Honda Acura. For the next thirty years, all you can buy is a Honda Acura. Would you be happy? Oh, I don't know about that. 
Yeah. Well, the same thing in your 401k plan, right? <laughs> next I mean, 30 years. I like the one that we got, yeah. but you know, my car is the next one that needs to be replaced. And I, I'm, I've got my own truck, so. <laughs> so it wouldn't be a good idea for you. But the same same principle applies here. You have your former four, uh, your employer's 401k, and the only options you have is what that employer puts in there. So that's it. Hmm. Now, if you go outside that car dealership or if you go outside that 401k plan, you have this big world of different opportunities, probably a lot better investments, probably a lot better diversification, probably a lot better income planning that can be done. And all of those things come along. So if you're in your four, you know, your employees for a 1k plan most people don't know at 59 and a half you can probably move a good portion of that to your ira so you don't have to wait till you leave that company you can do it prior to but there's just this big world of investments out there that are probably better suited for you going into retirement versus leaving it into the plan and some of these plans maybe have six seven maybe eight different mutual funds in them and you're limited to that so don't do that at least look at the opportunity to move it to your ira and see if it can better your situation so you have the opportunity to be a free-range chicken but you're yes. choosing to still stay <laughs> cooped up in the coop that's, that's another good analogy i'm going to use yeah that's a good one it's it's not like it's bad you can still lay eggs you can still live your life and do your thing but there's so much more out there you can experience to be the free-range yes, chicken exactly free-range okay. chicken uh, planning well, let's call it that yes i love it hey yeah. there's a new marketing opportunity for you right just call it free, free range financial planning and you'll you'll <laughs> tap into a whole new segment of uh, of the population so, i will i uh, will it's fantastic all right another 401k mistake other than the free range planning issues uh failing to rebalance often enough so there's a couple of things there to unpack right like what is rebalancing and then why does it matter how often you do it correct walter so what is rebalancing so let's look at how a typical person's allocations go. So maybe 60% stocks and 40% bonds. Now what happens is when the market's going very well, you'll see that that 60% maybe creeps to 65 or 70 and then your bonds are creeping down to say 30%. And what we do when we rebalance is we're gonna sell off some of those stocks to bring it down to 60% and we're gonna buy some bonds to bring it up to 40%. So we rebalance that portfolio so it stays a 60-40. You should do it probably, look at it at least every quarter going forward. That's critical when you're going into retirement, even prior to retirement, because rebalancing is a critical part of keeping your returns going where they should be. So most people don't look at rebalancing. Most people don't think it's critical, but it is. And that's kind of a quick explanation of what rebalancing is. We're talking about 401k mistakes here on Simply Financial today. If you've got any questions about these for Kevin, feel free to give a call. 888 888- 885-PLAN is the number, 888-885-7526. Kevin has offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. Deals with these kinds of mistakes and issues on probably a daily basis, I would imagine, Kevin, as you're reviewing people's plans and taking them through your process. Do you see this next one uh, occasionally? Folks who stick all of their money in a target date fund and assume that, hey, the account's pretty much customized to my needs. We see that occasionally, and I can tell you about a person we, t- we talked to last week. He came, he came in, and he says, I'm getting close to retirement, so I stuck my money in this 2025 fund. So that's what a target date fund is. There's a certain target, certain date out in the future that says the closer you get to retirement, so in this case, 2025, supposedly the more conservative that fund's going to get. But what I showed him is he had a Fidelity target date fund. So I pulled up a Fidelity target date fund 2025, and I pulled up two other target date funds. Let's say, I don't remember now, but let's say they were Wells Fargo and T. Rowe Price. 
And do you know what the thing, the big uh, thing was here, Walter? What's is that? that they were all different allocations. Oh, okay. So one may have been 50-50, one may have been 60-40. They were all different allocations. So don't think that it's customized because it's not. It's up to the manager to, de- to determine how much stays in stocks, how much stays in bonds, how much stays in cash. So they're all different. It's not an automatic thing. Um, and they're different across the board. So make sure you're looking into that. And there's, I, in my opinion, there's a lot better options out there. Again, if you have any questions about analyzing these kinds of things, and if you're hearing some mistakes that you kind of hear, hmm, all right, well, I kind of do that, um, give a call. Uh, run through your plan with Kevin. Ask him some of these kinds of questions. Let him take a look at things. See where there might be some gaps in your planning. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. 888-885-7526. And these are nothing to be embarrassed about. I know we're telling stories and things like that on the show today, but um, these happen all the time. Uh, these are very common mistakes. So uh, worth talking about them so that we can hopefully help you avoid them or fix them if they're currently happening. Another one, Kevin, that we see, assuming that the 401k plan views you as the client. But what's kind of interesting is that you're not the client, are you? The employer is really the client of the 401k. That's true, and most people don't think about that. That is a very good point, Walter, because... It's kind of like when you sell, when you buy a house and you hire a real estate agent to work for you, but yet they're going to get paid by the seller, and it's sort of like, well, that's a little different and weird, right? Like, this is maybe not quite everything is as it seems. Right. Who are you working for, right? Right. So that's the same type of thing here. So the employer sets up your 401k, which means the employer pays the cost, it picks out the funds that are available and all these other types of things. So if you're assuming that you're the client, I can disprove it in most cases. And here's how you do it. So when you call that 1-800-NO-HELP number and you're frustrated after you talk to them for maybe a couple, two, three, four, five minutes because you're not getting the answers, well, sometimes they're not licensed to give you the answers. Sometimes, you know, they're, they're hampered by other things, but you are not the client. The employer is the client, and that's important to remember. And we talked about, you know, why leaving your money in your former employer's 401k plan? Just another reason to maybe look at transferring it out of the IRA because the 401k plan is very limiting and an employer sponsors it, employer puts it together, all those types of things. All right. One more mistake that we see with 401ks here, Kevin. Assuming that your fees and costs, we talked a little bit about those earlier on today, are minimal since you never see them on your statement. This just reiterates uh, that analyzing your statement part that we talked about a few minutes ago. Well, it does because if I if we can you know pull that Forbes article and they go through a very good explanation of how these hidden fees add up. So if the average fund uh, is three point one seven to four point one seven, if you have a hundred thousand dollars sitting in an account, that's thirty one hundred dollars or forty one hundred dollars a year in fees. If you're not seeing those fees and there's a better way to reduce those fees going forward, let's say to three to one or three to two, even that's a huge difference over 10, 15, 20 years going forward. If you can save a couple of grand a year over 10 years, that's $20,000. That's in your pocket. So the fees are not minimal in most cases. And I want people to realize that the only fee you're going to see is the expense ratio. And that's what we do here. We help you pull apart, and if you're getting ready to retire, we have several clients who are maybe three, four, five years away from retirement, and we'll look at their 401ks and see if they have available, and we'll pull apart the fee saying, you know what, if we pick this fund over the one you got, there may be a 2% fee difference, and that's the bottom line. Where does that go? It goes to you. So maybe we're picking maybe an index fund versus a managed fund in that particular case, but how do you know? 
Well, if you don't work, if you're not an advisor and you don't work in this business, you probably don't. And that's what we're here for. We're here to help. We're here to serve. And year in and year out, over the 30 years that I've been doing this, I love doing it. And we sit down with people every day and we help figure this out. You know, like we get them to retirement or get them through retirement. And it's just a fun part of my job. And going forward, I look forward to doing this for many, many more years. And that's just part of what we do day in and day out here. All you have to do if you want to set up a time to meet with Kevin to go over your financial plan and avoid these kinds of mistakes that others make, give a call, 888-885-PLAN. Get on the right track to get to and through retirement with a complimentary review. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Or go online to insightfolios.com. You can get in touch via the site, click the listen button to ask questions and much more. It's all at insightfolios.com, or just stop by and say hi during the week. They're in the office in Pinconning if you want to. There's another office in Saginaw that's convenient for you to meet in as well. But again, just give a call if you have any questions on your mind, 888-885-PLAN, and get a complimentary review of your financial plan, 888-885-PLAN. More to come on today's show. This is Simply Financial. It's getting to know you time. This is Simply Financial, Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, and it's time to get to know Kevin a little bit better on today's show. Uh, Kevin, fun question for you this week, because you still live in your hometown where we have this radio show in Pincon. <laughs> right, so right, I do. You should definitely know the answer to this question, or at least some little tidbit or, or factoid, perhaps, that you can share with us. If you were describing to an outsider what the most famous thing about your hometown is, what would it be? Oh, that's easy, Walter. And you don't, I, we've never talked about this, but we are the cheese capital of Michigan. The, okay. I thought Pink, you were going to say Connie. the cheese capital of the world, but then no, of, of, of Michigan. Michigan. Okay. Of Michigan. So we've been known for cheese, uh, I, I think since the early 20s, maybe. And the actual, actually, the word Pink County, I'll give you another fact here. It derived, because I'm Chippewa, part Chippewa. So it derives mm-hmm. from a Chippewa Native American word meaning open. Pinconing basically means potato place or place where wild potatoes grow. <laughs> really? I yeah. So a couple of tidbits here for people. Like I was born and raised here in Pinconing. I moved to Linwood seven whole miles away. Um, and I haven't strayed far from the hometown. What's your hometown uh, known for? Uh, well, I guess uh, so. I would count my hometown as uh, probably I grew up in Greensboro in North Carolina. But then we lived on the coast and we traveled down there so many years. I kind of consider that my hometown. Um, down at the beach. So Pine Knoll Shores in North Carolina, very small town, one stoplight, uh, beach town. And we're, I guess, known we have the aquarium down there. We have a, re- a really nice aquarium. So I'd say that's what we're famous for. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, I maybe have to get down there. And it's it's where the Storholtz live. So that makes it famous right there, right? Yes, yes. The <laughs> Storholtz are there. So that's that's the landmark. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it's a good good little spot down there. So I don't know if we have many famous people that have come from Pine Knoll Shore since it's mostly a older residential area than obviously vacation homes during the, during the summer. But, yeah, that's a little something about it. Uh, I think Pinconning's history sounds even more exciting, though. That's pretty yep. cool. Pink hunting cheese, that's what we're known for. In fact, you know, when I go to uh, Paul's office in North Carolina, his mother-in-law says, can you bring me some pink hunting cheese? So she even knows about it. <laughs> so I right. usually bring her some down when I go. So that's fun. Uh, and well, and you know, North Carolina in general, and actually in Eastern North Carolina is where it was born. So not exactly my hometown, but home, home area was uh, Cheerwine. If you've ever had Cheerwine soda, 
Um, that's what we're known for. So all of our northerner family members, we always bring them cheer wine whenever we go up and visit. Hmm, never heard of it. Oh yeah, it. oh yeah. it's it's the best soda you'll ever have. So hmm. they they have they have plenty around uh, Paul. So just stop in the, in a grocery store or the uh, you know gas station or whatever next time you're down visiting and uh, get get a case of cheer wine. Cheer wine, huh? All oh, right. it's good what? stuff. It's very very good. Yes, you'll love it. Uh, you'll you'll be asking me to send you um, a twelve pack every once in a while. I, I was just about to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I might I might just be going to Amazon after our call today and zipping you over a, a box. I'll see if they have any. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's getting to know Kevin a little bit better on today's show. More around the corner, and uh, we'll get ready to wrap things up with maybe a listener question before we're done here on Simply Financial. Life is complicated. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues. The last things you need while planning your financial future are confusing numbers and advisors who just offer you a sales pitch. We believe there's a simpler way to invest. Your financial plan should be built on a plan that's made just for you. It's all about discovering your goals and designing a strategy that will help you get where you want to go. And don't worry, we'll track your progress along the way. Stop wandering your way through your investing life. Come in for a visit today. To schedule a visit, call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. What if we told you there was a simpler way to invest? Excellent. That's what we thought. Before we wrap up the show this week, I want to answer one of your questions. If you'd like to submit a question, you can email Kevin, kevin at insightfolios.com. And Jack has our question this week, and here's what Jack is wondering about, Kevin. He says, I'm a general contractor, and I'm ready to retire. The problem is that I'm so busy, and there are so many jobs out there that I don't want to walk away while business is booming right now, even though I'm pretty exhausted. How will I know when it's the right time to walk away? Well, Jack, that is a good question because I know your contractors are really, really busy because they have several friends and they can't keep up also. But the answer to it is sit down and do your financial plan. And that will let you know whether it's time to walk away or not. Do you have enough saved? How are you going to take what you saved, turn it into income so you don't run out of money? Lots of questions, lots of um, will be answered going through that process. And that process isn't that difficult, Jack. You come in, we sit down, we go through a simplicity plan. It will outline everything for you. It's simple. It's three pages long. I'll show you how to turn what you saved into income. I will show you, you know, project going to age 90 or 95. And we'll take all those things in consideration, what your Social Security benefits going to be if you're married, those types of things, any pensions. We'll put it all in there. And at the end of it, it's going to show, in most cases, your shortfall. And your shortfall is the money that you're missing. So if you need $5,000 a month, of income and you have 4000 coming in between social security and pensions you're short a thousand so how do we take what you've saved your entire lifetime and turn that into into that thousand dollars a month turn that into income and make sure you don't run out of money that's how you're going to tell so the only way you're going to do it is to pick up the phone give somebody a call and don't procrastinate don't sit on the sidelines it sounds like you're exhausted and if you're ready to retire don't go into retirement without a plan please do not do that you need a comprehensive plan that's made just for you. And I think that's a uh, the, the, the right answer for you, Jack, is to sit down with somebody and get that plan going. Again, that number to call, Jack, if you or anybody else listening to today's show has questions about your financial life, how to put together a better retirement plan, pick up the phone, give Kevin a call, 888-885-PLAN, 888-885-7526. Make sure you can get to and through retirement with the kind of lifestyle that you want to live 
Uh, Jackie, in your case in particular, I mean, there's some important questions to answer here. And if you truly want to be out of the game, just run the numbers. That's what it really comes down to. Sometimes it's as simple as that, and you're surprised at how good a shape you're in financially for retirement, especially with maybe the last you know year or two that you've had with so much demand in the contracting world. At the same token, right, Kevin, like uh, what if you work an extra year, Jack, and take in all these jobs? Can you put yourself in in a a lifestyle changing position by sticking around one extra year? And maybe that helps you mentally get through the last year. I mean, lots of different possibilities there, but you can't really make a solid decision on anything until you run those numbers. So do that with Kevin so you can get an accurate estimate of where you stand right now financially and what it's going to take to get you to the retirement that you desire. The number to call one more time is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin, thanks for the help on the show this week. Looking forward to chatting with you again next week. And uh, as we do each and every week here on the show, hope you have a great rest of your weekend and we'll talk soon. You too, Walter. And Bill and Gloria, if you're listening from the garage, howdy. (laughs) <laughs> and have a good weekend as well right? yes you have a good weekend as well very yes. good yep. uh, well thanks to all of our listeners we'll talk to you again next time right back here on Simply Financial Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.